When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. Tonight on Black Girl Stuff. Wealthy and rich. <laughs> We're talking the power of affirmation with Baby Tate. I am powerful. And the music in the back was just like, Ooh. She got with a who look more feminine than her. She got with a who like the opposite of gangster. Has clout chasing gone to another level? Armand Warren drops vibes to clear the air on the recent DJ Academics drama. I just didn't really like the agenda he wanted to push. He's disrespectful. He don't know any better. Black top, big t-shirt, Billy. From Rutgers to rapping, Armani White, the man behind the viral hit, Billy Eilish, sits down to discuss his happy hood music style. All that and more tonight on Black Girl Stuff. Welcome to Black Girl Stuff. Twitter users debate over spending thousands of dollars for a wedding when living in an apartment and driving finance cars after this user tweeted her opinion. Jada Waita tweeted, spending 30, 40K on a wedding and going back to an apartment and finance cars is crazy. Pocket watching, pocket watching. Hold on now, hold on now. <laughs> and another user, Jane Marley Seven, responded, $25 at the courthouse and a nice reception, maybe. Well, our mills dropped in the chat and said, some people care about experiences and memories that last forever. Others care about generational wealth. No one is wrong, it's just different. All right, so we've got some different viewpoints here. So, ladies, I have to ask, where do you stand? Paying for experiences? or paying bills, what's the priority? I think experiences are just a part of life, just like taxes and rent on the first of the month. I feel like you, <laughs> yeah. I feel like you have to, experiences uh -huh. are a part of it. And it's, it's just like, fund those experiences and make sure, because at least for me, a lot of my biggest moments is not the fact, oh, I paid off this car. It's more mm -hmm. like, oh, I went on this trip with these people and enjoyed mm -hmm. my time. But it like, feels yeah. good mm -hmm. to have that car paid off, though. Don't, 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 don't get paid, paid off. off. And and I love that. That's smart. really I huge think for me. one of the things you could do is like set financial goals, but I feel like experiences should be treated like a bill. It is a bill, it too. Is. Yeah. Like, for example, if you want to travel to Greece, that's money that you should set aside mm -hmm. and say, okay, I can plan mm -hmm. for this. this yeah. So like, you're talking about budgeting. For me, yeah. I definitely believe in that because you have to. I mean, you've got one life to live. 
But I do think it's really important to set real financial goals, like yeah. you said. Never because, financially savvy. You know, you never exactly. know. I mean, it's, you know, you never know when your time is up. And it's like if you have these experiences and you can afford to do it and you're not about to go home and lose your whole apartment and car, right. you know what I mean? Right. Why not try it out? Yeah. That's a great point, Demetri. I feel like life is all about balance. Mm -hmm. Let's not put the cart before the horse. So mm -hmm. I work hard so I can play hard. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. You can't perform at your best unless you're, like, relaxed, you're yeah. not stressed. Because imagine trying to perform at work. You're overworked. You're doing so much. You didn't get to experience mm -hmm. something. I, I feel like it shows you something more than a textbook could teach you by like traveling and seeing something different. So let's get really specific yeah. then, okay? So mm -hmm. would you prioritize funding an expensive trip or, or a wedding over an actual finance car or a home? So yeah. me personally, I have never grew up dreaming of this perfect picture-perfect wedding like most women do. Mm. I think that it is a little bit overrated. For me, I think more mm -hmm. put it, put the money into my ring because mm -hmm. that's what I'm going to wear and look at every day. But that's exactly why it's important. I feel like my wedding ring would not match a courtroom aesthetic. Like, it just would not go together. So I think <laughs> oh, I need... It needs to be nice enough. I don't think it needs to be no million-dollar wedding, but at the same time, I feel like we kind of live in this extremist society. It's but all do, or nothing. Do you, you feel can have like both. But do you feel like you would want that extreme wedding and wedding ring mm -hmm. over if you lived in an apartment? Mm -hmm. We have to think about this, well, right? Home, and apartment let's be clear. is not let's be the clear end home. goal for everybody, yeah. right? And the thing is, it's not like the wedding ring or the wedding means you're going for broke. If that's the case, then yes, you got your priorities mixed up. But oftentimes, you can have the nice wedding, go back to your apartment that you're renting, and perhaps the bills or the payments are going uh -huh. towards other things. Not everyone wants that mortgage. Well, there's some people wants, who yeah. want to take twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars and put it as a down payment mm -hmm. on a home rather than invest that into a wedding ring. So that's specifically, I want to talk about that home ownership, right? Because yeah. that's a real tangible investment. Yeah. Apartments, yeah, they're a great short-term investment, but you don't own it, you never will. So and I look right, right. at mm -hmm. um, a wedding symbolizes us starting a family and building a life together. So to me, I just can't see us starting a family. Mm -hmm. Where are we gonna have? Where are we yeah. gonna start this family? Yeah, if we live in. A two bedroom I feel like you can pick both. I, I mean, want both. a home. Right. I, yeah. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I feel like I want both. I would definitely pick the house. And mm -hmm. then we can go back to the house and plan a wedding later. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, for a lot of people, they have to make a, a choice, right? Yeah. And um, so we have to ask ourselves I mean, does funding these sorts of experiences contribute then to the lack of general, generational wealth in black communities? Because that's really where the criticism is coming from. Yeah. And I think maybe, if we go back to our former maybe, comments, maybe that's what it does, people but are I saying. I feel like more so lack of information contributes mm -hmm. to it. Because if we learn about credit and learned mm -hmm. about we could take free trips mm -hmm. if, if we was doing it right if somebody yeah. taught us about credit we could get a car without putting money down mm -hmm. I feel like lack of information not so much of spending because mm -hmm. if you actually budget it you could do both you You're can right. do yeah. both. I think anything in life can be done in excess right mm -hmm. you can take things to the extreme in any factor of mm -hmm. life so I don't think generational wealth or the lack thereof is caused by this expensive trips or choosing experiences I think it's more so spontaneity you want to do this right now mm -hmm. yeah. maybe you can't do this right now because spontaneity is not cheap especially right. For black people, for black women, we have to think ahead because there's so many other things that we as a community, as a people, need to focus on. And oftentimes we are paid less. So there's another reason. There's a lot that black women are facing. And since we are talking about generational wealth, I mean, yeah. black women have always been on the bottom of the pay scale. Mm -hmm. And it continues to be an ongoing problem. Yes. Mm -hmm. And in an interview that recently resurfaced with Viola Davis sparked a lot of conversation about the gender pay gap for black women. Let's take a look. What they're getting paid, which is half of what a man is getting paid, well, we get probably a tenth of what a Caucasian woman gets. Yes. And I'm number one on the call sheet. And then I have to go in and I have to hustle for my worth. Yeah. One of the, I mean, most amazing, most talented actresses in yes. the world, and you're hearing that directly from her. Exactly. I mean, so let's dig into the comments and see what's happening. 
So a lot of people had a lot to say. Specifically, Dr. Denise Y. Most tweeted, pay black women their worth. Come on. Decrease the wage gap. Over $940,000 is the amount of money a black woman loses over the course of a 40-year career gap due to the wage gap. That's mm. so crazy. That's damn near a million dollars mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. You know how much you could do with a million dollars? There are some people out there that believe this wage gap is just a myth altogether. They don't even know what's going on. So we gotta look at that. Yeah, people just don't believe. <laughs> Racism isn't real either, right? Yeah. Okay. So on that note, I mean, do you think it's believed to be a myth because black women are not open about what they're making? Or, I mean, what's, what's your take I, on I that? It's, people like to live in a bubble, like mm -hmm. you said, and mm -hmm. believe that we're so much further past these issues than what we really are. Yeah. And I think that's because they those people aren't the people directly affected by these well, issues. Well, I think that we don't really yeah. stick together a lot of times. No. When you find yourself in a corporate setting, there's this kind of crabs in the bucket mentality where people are like, oh, I'm not going to tell you how much I'm making because mm -hmm. I'm I'm gonna go to the boss and I'm gonna sit here and I wanna make more than you. But in fact, you have more bargaining power when everybody has the same Speak level up. of knowledge yeah, yeah. and education. Mm -hmm. And so that when you have that education, you can go request more information based on the reality yes, of what's happening right. and in it's your like, setting. It's not so. your money, it's the corporation's mm -hmm. money. Mm -hmm. Let them share the dollars appropriately. I love that you said that because mm -hmm. I think in my corporate career, it's oftentimes the men, to be honest, my male friends, whether they be white, black, otherwise, they're the ones that have been super transparent with me about their pay. And oftentimes it was more. And they gave me the tools even, let's say as I was getting into the negotiating rooms and thinking through whether or not I'm going to accept a job they said hey sis this is what I got in stock this is what I got in pay this is what I got in there whereas a lot of my black female co-workers were very much tight-lipped about that and you know I think part of it is the reason because mm -hmm. we know as a community we're consistently told we're at the bottom of the totem pole with that mm -hmm. according to the Institute of Women's Policy Research on average black women in the U.S. are paid 42 percent less than white men and 21 percent less than white women so it's not it's it's common so we're fighting two fights it's like mm -hmm. you have yeah. the gender yeah. wage gap but then yeah. you mm -hmm. also have a racial wage yeah. gap yeah. well yeah black yeah. women find themselves at this interesting cross-section of sexism and racism yeah. and so you know I, I look at Serena Williams because she's been very vocal about the pay gap mm -hmm. when it comes to black women and she really encourages black women to get together and discuss these things so that you're making it easier for the next generation of black women to come mm -hmm. in and they don't have to deal with the same things yeah, and exactly. I think that's a part of keeping the door open mm -hmm. right for future generations and making their lives easier and we all have a responsibility to, to do. do that and I, like said, responsibility, yeah. I would, would like to encourage our allies in black and white women mm -hmm. to also pull us up because they understand being women that it mm -hmm. is a gap even for them with gender so looking at us and being okay I want to be an ally to other black women if you look at the oh, film industry I think that I mean Jessica Chastain mm -hmm. I love her she's an amazing actress and she did the same thing for Octavia Spencer and said hold up now yeah you're not about yeah. to be paying her all this little bit you know yeah. and she's the lead actress right? right she's the star of the show and she's like listen she brought her star power to the table and demanded better pay for her black female you know counterpart and I respect I like that. We were raised, how we bring about mm -hmm. change. As in the black community we were raised to uh, not pocket watch and like mind your business. It's always yeah. keep your financial business to yourself. Yeah. But I feel like if in your career wise, yeah. you know, don't tell your business or your financial business to just anyone, not just a random person, but you know who your ally mm -hmm. is. I feel like yeah. if you are doing something, you should know. If somebody's doing what you do, you should know how much they're getting paid for. That's yeah. so, you not, so you don't short yourself. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles? And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When it comes to clothes, it's great to have options. But having pieces that you can wear anywhere is a must for everybody. That's why American Giant makes clothing that fits into your life seamlessly with quality you have to feel to believe. 
And with an impressive selection of staples to choose from, there's something for everyone. So whether you're on the hunt for the perfect t-shirt, a solid pair of jeans, or super soft sweatshirts, American Giant has what you're looking for. Each American Giant piece is designed to last and created with commitment to doing things better. And all their products are made right here in America. Because keeping things local ensures the kind of quality you'll feel and appreciate for years to come. Discover the American Giant difference today. Shop where anywhere closet staples at American-Giant.com. And get 20% off your first order when you use code WA23 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code WA23. We need to talk about a solution, right, yes. and what ways we can actually close mm. this wage gap. And so you gave some. I mean, Bree, what do you think? I think that we need to be teaching each other yeah. how to negotiate the pay. I think we need more people in HR positions that can be advocates for us in these in, when we're going through, you know, interviews and stuff like that. I do think it kind of goes back into <laughs> mm -hmm. what we as black women might be taught to do, like loyalty, really mm -hmm. stay what you are, be grateful for the fact that someone's giving you an opportunity. And I think for me, when it comes to even luxury things or just mm -hmm. jobs, in general, I think we have to fight the notion of like succumbing to the idea that you have to stay. Yeah. You don't have to be you there. To. We talk okay. about ride or die with relationships, but that goes for jobs too. You do not have to be there and oftentimes your pay up will happen when you decide to leave a company and you decide to go somewhere else. Like you said, know your worth. You don't have to make it work and it's time for us to put, hold these companies accountable. When you're interviewing for these positions, ask the company. You can, you know, they ask mm -hmm. you, do you have any questions? Yeah. I'm, I think we. it's time for us to say, what yeah. are your mm -hmm. incentives? Mm -hmm. for black women. How are you guys investing and being transparent and open mm -hmm. about the pay And gap? literally ask yeah. the range. Yes. What is the range? All of, us, <laughs> all, of us, all of us need to hold these companies accountable, although I do think that it is really difficult for mothers, single black mothers. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, 80% yeah. of black women are the primary sole or co-breadwinners, and mm -hmm. so just, uh, you know, actually fair wage is the yeah. difference between uh what living paycheck to paycheck mm -hmm. and sustaining your entire mm -hmm. family mm -hmm. so for me it's like i know a lot of people say well you can just leave but i feel mm -hmm. like a lot of people find themselves trapped i mean think about georgia 725 minimum wage here yes. what's that coming out to barely fifteen thousand dollars a yeah. year like what the hell can you really do with that mm -hmm. we also need to take it right to our local governments and say yes. hey yeah turn it to fifteen dollars and that still ain't enough That's but not. we can get into this guys i think we're all here for black women being paid okay. lots yes. more okay. yes up next we have Rapper, singer, songwriter, baby Tate tapping in, so keep it locked. Money. All I really wanna see is the money. I don't really need a D, I need the money. All a bad bitch need is the money. I got pants in the coop, mm. bustin' at the roof. I got pants in the coop, mm. touch me, I'll shoot. Bow. I am healthy, I am wealthy, I am rich, I am that bitch. I am gonna go get that bag, and I am not gonna take your shit. I am protected, well respected. I'm a queen, I'm a dream. I do what I wanna do, and I'm who I wanna be. That's so the song that took over TikTok. Let's give a big welcome to our next guest, Baby Tate. Hey, girl. Hey, welcome to the BGS house. We're so excited to be sitting down with you. So that song, yes. I Am, really went viral, okay, yeah. for the affirmations and just the self-positivity. Mm -hmm. Tell us why you felt the need to make a song like this. You know, it's so crazy. At that time, this was like peak pandemic, you know, and we was all in the house going through a whole lot, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. not just with like life, but like with internal life. Mm -hmm. And so for me at that time, I was like going through a lot of like spiritual awakening and I was doing like 
different affirmations and I was listening to them on YouTube, but they were just so boring. <laughs> it was yeah, like, I am powerful. And the music <laughs> in the back was just like, Dry. Dry. Yeah. dry. Yeah, it was so dry. And I was like, I want to create something like for myself to say that I feel really like empowered by and mm -hmm. I feel fired up by. And so I just created these words. And then I was like, you know what? This will sound good on a okay. song. Yeah. This will sound I good on a song. Yeah. Why do you think it's important, particularly for black women, to affirm themselves? Because it's one thing to have affirmations and inspiration, mm -hmm. but I think as black women, we need that extra umph. So why was it important? We do. I feel like as black women, we pour so much into everybody else. Mm -hmm. We pour so much into our sisters, into our, our families, into our work, and, and you know, you know when you see that black lady on the street and she like, oh girl, you look so good. And it, it yeah, just feels so, so amazing. Yeah. We have to pour more of that into ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was just like, I gotta do this for me. You were previously a part of the cast of season 10 of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, yes. where you spoke about having relationship challenges. Oh, and girl, I can I can talk about that with you all day long <laughs> if we need to. So what do you think are some of the biggest relationship challenges or just dating challenges of present day of 2022? <sighs> right. <laughs> this is when you gotta sing I am healthy. So, um, I think some of the biggest challenges um, in dating, especially, you know, like coming up as an artist and, and gaining more like notoriety is just finding people that are sincere um, and that have pure intentions because this world is so weird. Mm -hmm. um, and I think men are so odd sometimes. <laughs> like, it's just, it's very weird. Like, why would you tell me that you like me and then act this way? And like, yeah. what's the point? Your audio not yeah. matching your video. It's okay. not, like, yeah. it's not syncing up and it just doesn't make sense. So, um, you know, I definitely learned a lot from dating, especially dating in such a public place yeah. like yeah. Love and yeah. Hip Hop. You spoke a lot um, in Love and Hip Hop about mm -hmm. being open to dating women. Yes. And my mom is gay, so I always tell her, I feel like dating a woman is easier than yeah. dating guys. Do you feel the same way? Or so, do you feel like it's the same type of It's issues? definitely different. It's way different. <laughs> um, I think that I'm so scared to like properly date a woman because I don't want to hurt a woman. Mm -hmm. And I feel like women are so delicate. I want to be like the perfect girlfriend. And if I'm not, I'm going to feel so devastated in myself. Yeah. Like I let this lady down. <laughs> like, And now she can just go out and be like, baby, Tay broke my heart. Like I would yeah. never want that. Yeah. And so I think a lot of times I'm often like scared to like really dive deep into um, you know, my, my relationships with women because I am bisexual, but I just get so scared. But I think with, with a man, I'm like, I don't care if I you break your heart. Live your life. I feel like we're in a very accepting time mm -hmm. um, when it comes to the LGBTQIA plus community, yeah. but it wasn't always like that. I know when yeah. I was younger and growing up, like that was very difficult for a lot of my friends who were, who were coming out to their parents. Mm -hmm. I mean, was that difficult for you? It was weird, because I don't think I necessarily ever came out like to my mom. Um, I kind of like came out on Love and Hip Hop before. <laughs> yeah, like uh, my grandma called me, she was like, Tati, um, people keep calling me and telling me that something that you said on TV, and I'm like, oh my God, what did I say? And she's like, they're telling me that you say you, you're bisexual, and I just want to tell you I love you, and I just want you to be happy, That's and you need to be treated like a princess and like a queen no matter who you're in love with. And I was like, come on, yes, okay. it's, always, it's always grandma. It's always so so And they was wrong for trying to... 
Saying, what, trying to tell my grandma that. Yeah. That, was, that was not cool. Being messy. Hey, you heard mm-hmm. Tay said she bisexual. She like, okay. And and I right. love that. Yeah. Yeah. I love That's you right. anyway, baby. Period. Yeah. I love okay, my so thing. we're going to dive kind of straight into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, back in March, mm-hmm. we saw that you responded to a tweet that one of your fans suggested that you get a feature by Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. How did that situation and why did that situation affect you so deeply? Yeah, so this is actually something that I've never spoken about publicly because I think that it's very easy to get misconstrued, especially on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, people fact. will see one thing, take it, twist it up, put it in a blender, <laughs> run around the corner, <laughs> It got shaken up. They take it out the bag, put it on the floor, stomp on it, put it on fire, put it back in the bag, and then start being like, this is what Baby Tate did. And it's like, that's not what I meant. That's not what I said. Um, And so for me, I think the, the largest lesson I learned from that entire experience is just keeping some things to myself. Um... Because growing up, like, Nicki Minaj is huge inspiration for me. Like, huge. Mm-hmm. Anybody that, that raps that's a woman today in 2022, Nicki Minaj inspired you, period. Like, true. period. Yeah. Let's be for real. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, you know, in that situation, in that moment, it was just me speaking truth, my truth, my feelings. And um, I never meant to make anybody else feel... Um, bad or feel like I was trying to bash them or come at them or um, make them look bad or put them in a bad light. And so uh, it definitely was a learning experience. But yeah, it was just like I was in my feelings on the internet and I think a lot of people don't understand like how difficult it is to be in such a public setting and have so many people come at you from all of these different angles and like you said this, and then it's like, no, now I have to defend myself. And you said this, and I'm like, no, now I have to defend myself. But now I'm defending myself on top of defending myself. But I do want to clarify, I was never, right. ever, 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 ever begging or asking for or or crying about a feature. It was no, never, ever about I love that you cleared that. the air yeah. on that. So tell us about the type of vibes that your new mixtape is going to be bringing us many. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Petty. Hey. Yes, hey. yes. Hey. Yeah. You see it. You see the Manny Petty. <laughs> That's fire. Thank yeah, you. That's nice. Thank you. So, Manny Petty is a dual project. You know, I... A lot of times people say, oh, I didn't know that you could sing. Or, oh, I didn't know you was rapping like that. And so for me, this project is just showcasing that duality in both rap and in R&B. So it's seven R&B songs, seven rap songs. Yeah, I'm so excited for you and your career. And I feel like you and we would all agree that you Mm -hmm. truly embody what it means to be a black girl boss. That's the latest segment, though. But what does it mean to you to be a black girl, a black woman? Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items, like <gasps> Dave single with a ten piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave single, Dave single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that, chicken Sam crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. It's a blessing. I honestly, 
I wouldn't want to be no other type of woman. No shade. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No shade, but um, the shades mm -hmm. that we embody. Like, it's just so beautiful being a black woman, being able to just, like, do anything. Any and everything. I feel like we, we create this world, don't you know? Me. And um, I don't know. Like, I just... I thank God every day I'm a black woman, okay. so I don't have to pretend to be one. Okay. <laughs> thank you so much, Baby Tay, for blessing the thank BGS you. house, y'all. And make sure you go stream her latest mixtape, Manny Petty. It's out now. Up next, we got Armani White straight ahead on Black Girl Stuff. Why the hell you always go back to him? They can't be that good. Girl, you better get yourself a rose. Need to leave that man in the past tense. Cause he's so whack and he ain't even got you crying in a row. So tell me what you crying for. Uh, uh, uh. Tell me what you crying for. Wait, hold on, hold on. I feel you, mama. <laughs> that was our next guest, surprising his mom with a bucket full of bands, y'all. Armani White, welcome to the BGS house. Yes. Hey, how everybody? She, she fell out after that video. I would've fell out. She... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, mom, you know, you're on the street. Like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was crazy. No, seriously, Armani, that video was so touching. How did it feel to be able to, like, bless your mom like that? I mean, she blessed me. You know, she, like, she got me my right. first microphone growing wow. up, so it was like, Paying for, you know, like you ever be in Chick Fil A line and then you pay for the car behind you. Yeah, it felt yeah. like that times a hundred thousand. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. I feel like forward. a lot of rappers, or you've seen throughout the throughout their years when they first yeah. come up, whether they buy their mom a new car, a new yeah. house, yeah. drop some bands. Like, do you feel like there's an added pressure, especially for like black sons, to provide for their moms? Mm. Um, yes, and. My mom, like, so my mom, she kind of gave me what the definition of hard work was. You know, she was a single parent. Mm -hmm. Like, she did all of the ancillaries that, like, you know, I guess if, if it was a two-parent household, she did all of those things. So it only just felt like the right thing to do in principle. You know, it wasn't just like a, uh, you know, I, like, I'm a rapper now, so I got to do this thing. Like, it was like, nah, this makes sense to do, and this is what I want to do. This is things, like, even when I started rapping, I thought about, like, that moment when I'm able to take care of her, that's when I actually made it. Okay. You know? Right, yeah. I, I mean, true. going to the bank to get all of that money. And that was a whole separate <laughs> process. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the, the teller in the back, like, you know, teller's job is to show you how much money is going in, but in Philly. So, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling her how much money, and she's like, okay, we got 20000 here, we got another twice. Hey. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like a mark. Yeah, yeah, it was bad, but uh, but it worked out. It definitely worked out. That's a great. Yeah. Well, Armani, you know you're a new artist, and I know there's a lot of pressure with you know coming out and things like that. Do mm -hmm. you feel like some people feel like you owe them? That's no, definitely a couple of them that I ain't gonna like. I'm not even gonna say they say it. Like I say, it. like it was like you know I. I, it wasn't a, a straightforward, you know, run. I didn't just like, like there was a moment when I was sleeping in cars. There was a moment when I couldn't afford to go back home. So I used to like crash at the homies' cribs and stuff like that. I would sleep at the studio, different things like that. So uh, those people are definitely taken care of. They're already accounted for. Like there's, you know, like, for, like it was, I was, there was some moments that I did things that didn't make it 
to, you know, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. almost the better moments, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 where it's like, yo, don't worry about this. This is taken care of. I went back to the studio. Yo, this is paid for for the next 30 million thousand sessions. Yeah. Like, I, you know, like, but these things, because these was like, you know, there was moments when I was 15 or 16, I couldn't afford for the studio, but they would still let me take an extra hour. You I know, like, like that. It's genuine. Yeah. And you yeah. honestly think about that all the time, it seems like. I feel like you're yeah. just such a family man, or that's kind of what we've seen. Yeah. Um, but you also have been very vocal about your, you know, your relationship, on and off relationship, I would say, with your late father. Like, yeah. what was that relationship like? How do you feel now? Just tell us a little bit more about that journey to, to healing. So it wasn't necessarily just about my father. I, uh, and 10 years prior to losing my father, I lost my aunt uh, and, and my three cousins in a house fire. And I was like, we grew up in that home. Mm. So uh, like I was, a lot of times I was tied to traumatic experience. I was tied to loss. Uh, that's kind of why I created this happy hood music yeah. thing. It's just like, you know, it's a lot of happy music that's born out of pain. But uh, with my father specifically, I learned obedience from him. It was a lot of things that he told me, that he said to me, and I was like, hey, whatever, God. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was a lot of things that once he passed away, I just sat back, really reflected, and things like that. And I was like, oh, this makes sense. But it was, you know, it was hard for at a moment because it wasn't, there was just that moment that you couldn't really be like, hey, I get it now. You know, yeah. that we couldn't have that conversation of understanding anymore. So, um, you know, now it's, it's not, it, I guess the funerals kind of teach you to not, uh, more in the death, but to celebrate the life. So like every move, everything I do now, I feel like he's with me. He's part of the, you know, he's part of his interview right now. Right. In that little couch in the, in the corner okay. right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah. Yeah. But with that, like you said, going through the house fire, losing yeah. your father, and a lot of black people in our community, we don't talk about grieving and like what that process looks like. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you ever got a chance to really grieve, or how do you heal from these experiences to still be happy to create happy music? But that's the thing, like, we don't have a, there's no definition of, like, you know, just growing up in Philadelphia is a rough city. You mm -hmm. kind of, like, you were just kind of instilled to have, like, it's like a dog mentality. It was like, yo, you got to stand up taller than whatever it is that just knocked you down. So you don't really get a real moment to kind of process what's going on around you. Um, and there's no real, like, I did grief counseling. I did all of the things that they're, you're okay. supposed to do. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that really tells you how to do it. There's no, there's no right way to do these things. You just kind of have to like, you know, learn your own process as you, as you right. go along. And um, I'm happy to say that I did heal. Like I did take that time. I did like kind of separate. When my father passed, I moved to. Uh, there was a moment I just couldn't be in Philadelphia. Like it mm -hmm. just, it just, it, I, I couldn't be around it. I couldn't go back home. I couldn't go back to my neighborhood. So I just moved to California. I went to LA and I just, like, I did heal. And I got, wasn't even making music. I was just going on Runyon King. And I was like an IG baddie wow. every morning. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was going there. I was taking, yeah, yeah. That's a hard ass These IG baddies be healing. I didn't even know. I was living a soft life. So I was like, I love that you say the soft life as a black man because I feel like a lot of times we talk about it from a black woman's perspective. Do yeah. you, you're open to it then? No, I, I, everything, like there's such a, what do they call it, uh, what's the word, these toxic masculinity? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like I kind of feel like everything I do is just breaking the bear. I got polka dots on, I got my hair in little balls. You're fine. Yeah, oh, like I these things that. are just like, you know, the other guys, like I ain't doing all that. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, that, that machismo, I just kind of, I don't know, like I just felt like at the very beginning, at the, at the, the earliest stage of this, I was like, or I could just be myself. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's so interesting because when you look at hip hop right now, I mean, you've talked about this before, it mm -hmm. either comes off as like you've got the, you know, male aggressive hip hop or yeah. you've got the melodic hip hop, but yours is kind of like a crossbreed. And when yeah. we talk about Billie Eilish, yeah. you know, <laughs> topping US yeah. trends and TikTok back in August, yeah, I mean, yeah. doing numbers. Yeah. All right, crazy streams. And then, of course, you have your new song, 
Diamond Dallas. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, you gotta yeah, tell yeah, us yeah. what the inspiration was behind that. Um, so Diamond Dallas was uh, it was kind of for me. It was like the soundtrack of like, you know, the thing is, I was just having this conversation. I climb. I feel like every day I'm climbing a mountain. I'm climbing a mountain. I don't never really look back and say. Oh, man, we 8,000 feet up. Like, <laughs> I just keep climbing. But Diamond Dallas was the first time I came back home and I was recognized. And like, wow. you know, like I had a store, I have a storage unit back home. And like the guy that works at U-Haul is like, yo, like I'm like, oh, I gotta put my hood. Like, you know. But it was the, it was, it was just kind of like the soundtrack to that tie-in of like, okay, I'm no longer just little Jeep Jeep from the neighborhood. Yeah. Like I'm Armani White now. Like, and people regard me as Armani White or Big Blanco or whatever it is that I'm going by. But uh, that was, yeah, that's what that's what that moment was. But how do you think your music is different from a lot of the other artists that are out here that are doing numbers too? Yeah, I mean, well, just going back to happy hood music, I think um, with that topic, with that that genre, it's, it's more so just about having, honestly, it's about have, being from Philadelphia, being from a lot of the same neighborhoods. That's what, this is the thing that about hip hop that I started to realize the pattern. We sell trauma, we sell pain to each yes. other. We, you know, we continuously tell these dark, these horrid, these, these, you know, traumatizing stories. And I was like, well, I went through a lot of trauma in my life. Why don't I find a different way to explain this? Why don't I find a different way to cater and give this to people? Yeah, yeah. I love that. And so, so I, you know, I found this happy hood music is more or less me kind of saying like, okay, I'm talking about the same yeah. things, but I'm finding a brighter way. I think, it. Yeah, it still I think about, too. I think about Billie Jean. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Yeah, uh, about yeah, Michael Jackson, it's yes. like, he's talking about an illegitimate kid, but yeah. like, we like the illegitimate kid. You know, so uh, like, I, I'm thinking about it like that. Like, why don't I find a way that that's, we can still celebrate this? We can still understand what's going on, understand our culture, understand the things that's happening in real time and in the world for us as black people. But we have, we found a way to dance, though. We found a way to yeah. still be happy. We found a way to still thrive. That's what my music is. And you've got the support of Def Jam, obviously yeah. being signed to label. Congratulations. Thank you, thank this you. past July, thank right? You. A lot of young people who are starting out who want to be rappers, I mean, they they see the end result and they're like, oh, I want to be instantly famous. But right. you've been at this for a long time, and I think a lot of people don't understand all of the work that goes into it. So I definitely applaud well, you for that. Well, see, see, that's the, the thing I want to touch on is like, there was a moment where we all said, you should be independent. And it didn't really make sense for everybody. Like, for me, I was independent for so long until I got a record like Billie Eilish. I said, I can't do this alone. You understand? Mm -hmm. I, needed, I needed a partnership. I needed a, a team. And so, I, you know, I got together with Def Jam. In that regard, I walked into Def Jam and said, the only way I'll do this deal is if I'm going to be regarded as a partner, if we're going to yes. do a partnership deal. Now, I tell that to a lot of the young artists coming up. Like, yo, you should want to be a part. You know, you should want to fight for the partnership, fight to be at a partner level. Yeah. Understand though, you're not gonna walk in there and get the deal Armani White guy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's, but it's okay, it's okay, because there's another deal that I couldn't walk in and yeah. get. Right, but you, yes. have to, you have to take what you can get and maximize the opportunity. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, I that love was, that yeah. message. Well, we appreciate you, you so much, so much Armani, for stopping by the BGS house. Armani White's latest single, Diamond Dallas, is available across all streaming platforms, so y'all go check it out now. <laughs> Up next, we sit down with Armand Warren, and this one is gonna be real good. Keep it locked for more Black Girl stuff. Cause I get it, I do it now, just visiting my mama. Take a couple milk of a crib in the Bahamas, but I'm on fly public airplane, private island with some young is under my wing. I'm she got with a nigga who look more feminine than her. Like, you feel me? Yo, she got with a nigga who, like, the opposite of gangster. Like, nigga, she got with a nigga who she could do guessing games, book, uh, no, not book, uh, muck bangs and all that shit.
on the situation. Okay. Yeah. So after you saw that clip, like, how did you feel seeing that? And uh, they've gone so viral. Um, initially, I think he called my girlfriend the B-word, so I was like, yo, that was straight disrespect before he even went into, you know, disrespecting me. So I feel like, um, I was just like, he's disrespectful. He don't, he don't know any better. Uh, Clearly. Yeah, and then second off with it being, I just didn't really like the, the, the agenda he wanted to push. Mm -hmm as far as a young man that take care of his, you know what I'm saying, like I take care of everything that's around me, even my girl, like, you get what I'm saying? But what I don't understand is now I see if a man treats his woman with respect and treat her nice, then all of a sudden it's feminine. What makes it feminine? I see that with that's what I'm saying. Sierra, Russell, they call him feminine as well. I'm yeah. like, what about treating your woman mm -hmm. with respect is feminine? And what? why do you think guys get that bad rep now for being respectful? Um, Because of people like, the young man that did what he did, he seen the young man that was showing his girl love and felt like it was, oh, you're opposite and he's this, that, mm -hmm. no, nah, bro, like, you know what I'm saying? I stand on principles, I stand on the morals, like, you get what I'm saying? Like, right. I feel like I will always respect my mom, my daughter, my girl, y'all, you know what I'm saying? Like, for real, like, that's just what it is. I don't feel like I had to come off like, oh, this, that, like, nah. Like, I would say yeah. the masculine, like, mm -hmm. like that, towards people like masculine. him. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? For, I do, I do yeah. think, though, like, just to say, obviously this was too much, right? But I feel like right now we're in a society where people like to glorify the fact that they're private about relationships, that they don't really take people out. Women do that, too. Mm -hmm. Like, let's say if you're on a date, you only show the plate of food and right, <laughs> maybe right. a drink, not the full situation. Why do you feel the need to be public about your relationship, to show off your relationship, in a sense? You want to know, honestly, before I even start uh, getting into my relationship or, you know, talking to who I'm talking to, I felt like I didn't want to do that no more mm -hmm. at all because I felt like a lot of people would be like, they just have a lot of opinions on what, mm -hmm. you know, you got going on and they could push that narrative just like that. It went viral, super right. viral. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, people yeah. who don't even know me, they may feel like that's who I am. You get what I'm saying? So. But sometimes you get criticized for doing the opposite, though, Armand. Yeah. Like, for example, like, you know, looking on both of your Instagram pages, I mean, you don't really see any pictures of, mm -hmm. you know, any of you on each other's pages. And some people might say, well, is it really real? Or y'all right. not really messing right. with each other like you claim to be? Right. I mean, what's your take on that? Because I feel like you're damned if you do, damned right. if you don't. That, that was 100% correct. <laughs> 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 but uh, with me and baby girl, I feel like, I love the nickname. I know. You always call yeah. her that. Yeah. 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 That's my baby girl. You know, with me and her, I just feel like we're doing something different. I feel like if I allow me to say, all right, here go my cars and y'all can see them. Mm -hmm. If I want to put them back, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The deck, then that's what it is. Do you just think that it's yeah. because it started with a viral blind date that y'all did yeah. <laughs> on YouTube? Like, um, did y'all, was it really a blind date or did y'all kind of know who? each other were before going into that situation? Great question. Of course, I feel like she knew who I was. I didn't know who she was. Mm -hmm. I met her before. I seen her in L.A. one time. Last year, I was single. Mm. You know? Yeah. And I just <laughs> knew. I'm like, no, I wasn't fine. Okay. I just knew. I'm like, yo, like, she's like, you know, like, the way, you know, we was... Let me stop talking. Just, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna just stop talking, talking right now. Y'all was telling me that the was same thing. Was it the way she was looking. walking? Was it the way she carried um, herself? Like, what was it? A young man like me, like I'm, I'm, I really just be 
Like, I chill. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? If I like you, then I really like you. You get what I'm saying? If I don't, then I just don't. So with her, the way she would look at me, Ooh. you know what I'm saying? When, like, it was introduced, like, oh, it's Armani's birthday. And she's like, I'm I like, like then so she walk away, I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. like. We, we actually had her on the show. She yes. was one of our very first That's guests. Lit. And <laughs> Reginae told us all about what she was looking in for a man mm-hmm. and what he needed to do to lock her down. So let's check out this clip. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, y'all, yeah, let me see. Yeah. yeah. So walk us through yeah. what a man yeah. needs to do to take you out. Um, you know, pretty much, I want to feel like a queen for the day. Right. You know, yeah. that's what it is. That's you right. know, surprise me, spontaneous. Okay. Come pick me up with my clothes already picked out. Ooh. You know, the driver already there. You don't even have to be there. Send a driver for you. Hey. Let me meet you at the date. Okay. Oh. That's baby girl right there. So did that happen? Was she talking about you this whole time? I feel like she was talking about me this whole okay. time. I feel, like I feel like you lived up to it for sure. I love that you actually listened to her because, you know, in order for you because I like that you take her on dates that she's never been on before. Mm-hmm. And in order for you to know that, that means when she's talking and saying she's never done it, you're like, oh, okay. And, that, yes, and that's ma'am. a big part of communication, actually listening to your woman. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I feel like if a woman is saying it more than one, even if she says it once, mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, I'm taking heed to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like We talk a lot about what Regine wants and needed, and it's important. Mm-hmm. But why is it, or, or how does she fulfill you? Because I think it's mm-hmm. equally important if your relationship, it's a partnership, you both are kind of building each other up. Like, what mm-hmm. does she do for you that other women probably didn't do in the past? Regine, what she does for me, she's do, she do something to me like, I want to say she do something to like, I, how can I explain this? I, I need like a little she bit makes of you better and you're more let, vulnerable. Let our yeah, I, I, I yeah, that. like I, I need. A, I'm so sorry. I need. I need a little help because yes. I'm telling y'all, it's n- I never experienced it before. I never really had a friend or like, you know, someone that I that I'm friends with and that become, you know, the like really, it started as friends first. Yeah, like that was that's really my friend. That's dope. Well, Armand, your influence throughout social media is crazy. I'm talking about you got 3.5 million subscribers on Instagram and over 1.3 million on TikTok. Like, how do you maintain the balance with dating, with life, with mental health? Like, what is that like for you? I just do it. Hey, okay. Yeah, I just do it. I'm, I mean... Does it ever get overwhelming at times? It does, it does, but I feel like with me being raised, how I was raised, even just with everything that come into play with this, I just feel like it's, it'd be cool to me. Like, I could never want, you know, I'm from nothing, so everything is a game. Well, I want to make sure we double down on the mental health piece, because you've spoken about that before, specifically as it relates to, like, black influencers, creators, people Mm -hmm. in the entertainment world, male influencers. Mm -hmm. Like, what did you or why did you decide to say, this is something that I'm going to advocate for? Was there a specific situation in your life that happened that made you take mental health even more seriously than you've done in the past? If I'm going to answer this question honestly, is because I used to always feel I was so much strong, like I'd mm. been through it all, I don't have been to, until like it caught me off guard, you get what I'm saying? And I started seeing what it was, like I didn't want to get out of bed, mm-hmm. I gained like a lot of weight, mm-hmm. you get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, Would I you share with us some of the things yeah. that you've been through um, that's not too sensitive? Yeah, it was just, and that's why I appreciate my baby girl so much, because I was just in a space where I didn't understand a lot of things as far as if I tell you I love you, you get what I'm saying? You tell me you love me, I don't get the things that go, the extra With stuff. The yes. You get what I'm yes. saying? Like, mm-hmm. 
the actionables. Yes. Mm -hmm. I just didn't get it. I don't. I never got it. So. Right. So how did you like overcome those mental health struggles? Like, what are some things that you feel like you did that helped you mm. get through them? That could uh -huh. help somebody else. My brother Trey. I feel like my brother really helped me out. He was going through things as well. You know what I'm saying? That's my guy. Oh, he's your rock. When he came that's out, that's my I guy said, right he, there, he's man. Yeah, right like <laughs> y'all getting me on that, but that's my guy. Yeah, that's yeah. So he helped you. Well, Armand, thank you so much for stopping by the BGS house. We really appreciate thank you. Y'all, up next is our BG Boss of the Week. Stay tuned for more Black Girl stuff. Stuff that was award-winning artist and TV host Willow Smith. Willow has not only been slaying the music scene, but she is no stranger to giving back. She has raised money for hurricane relief victims, and she partnered with Project Zombie to help raise awareness for children who have lost their parents and loved ones to the AIDS epidemic in Africa. Willow has been spreading love and positivity. One of her most inspirational quotes is, beauty doesn't exist, beauty is something that humans made up. Willow Smith, we salute you for being a BG boss. She is amazing. <laughs> okay, so Akila, we hear your BG boss has found a unique way to make little black girls feel special. Yes, ladies, that's right. Our BG boss of the week is Brianna Davidson, or many of you may know her as Bree Styles. What's up, Bree? Okay, up? Bree, there's another Bree out here with some <laughs> style. <laughs> Bree created the kids' wig tour, and this is where she gives away wigs to young girls who have skin conditions such as alopecia and cancer. Her videos on social media continuously go viral as she transforms the lives of little black girls around the world. Let's take a look, y'all. Tim, how you feel? I feel bad because people talk about my hair and it be giving to me when people do it and it makes me cry and it makes me feel better than myself. You know, for real. <laughs> I know. I right? mean, it's amazing. Bree says that all of this is a dream come true, and she never imagined how much of an impact she would make. She goes on to say, Our youth is our future, and giving back is the key. Bree, thank you so much for all that you do, and literally, you are the epitome of a BG boss. Oh, Incredible. Like I know. I'm tears right now. That was so emotional and yeah. so beautiful because a lot of times we put so much emphasis on what we look like, especially at a young age. So to be constantly picked on for something you can't even help, yeah. that's a lot. So I love that she's giving the like the confidence yeah. back to the children, right? right? Because you saw, I mean, a complete 180 when she had the hair that she wanted, right? Yeah. And I think that's I a beautiful gift to be able to give. Yeah. And right. like, yeah. you know, so when, you're, when you're growing up, you're really focused and you love being unique, but as a child, you just want to fit in. You just mm -hmm. want to feel like I'm one of the kids, just play with me, be right. my friend. And so it's just, mm -hmm. it's heartbreaking to know this is something that she couldn't help, but Brie, like, honestly, you doing your thing. Oh, she killed it. Yes, we salute you. That is so amazing, Brie Styles. That's all the show we have for now, but we would like to thank all of tonight's guests from Baby Tate to Armani White and Armand Warren. But first, we going out on the dance challenge that's going viral. <laughs> Again, Beyonce, cuff it. Until next time, y'all.
If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.